0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back here on Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Ian, you know how excited I am to talk to this next Gator great, Danny Warfel. You don't get better in the world of Gator Nation. 1996 Heisman Trophy winner, of course, Florida Gator absolute legend. And Danny, thanks so much. Joining us, there are eight semifinalists for the Warfel Trophy this year. We will get to the Warfel Trophy in just moments, but first, I got to ask you about our Florida Gators. I mean, a very hard-fought loss, but another loss against their biggest rival in Florida State on Saturday. What did you make so far of how the Gators have played?
1: Man, that you a heartbreaking loss is a great uh, verbiage to use right now because we've had several of those. You know, we're a team that. That uh, you know we're going to be in a lot of close games and we're hoping we could pull some of those out, but we just uh, the, the last several have been really disappointing. But I'm really proud of the way the team has fought. Uh, we're a very very young team and even uh, at that very a uh, lot of injuries, and yet the team has never given up. So really proud of that. I feel like we're building something really special. I still feel that way. I know a lot of Gators are down, but. I like Billy Napier. We've got a great recruiting class coming in, and I'm really looking forward to, to where this goes.
2: Man, I'm glad you mentioned that about Nape because I, I'm with you. And you, we talked to you at the Tennessee game. I, missed, I, I was on the call of the Florida State game, uh, and I can't emphasize this enough, and I'm fascinated to get your opinion on this. Patience, the great John Wooden once said, is the ultimate virtue. And you saw – Mike Alford, the AD at Florida State, be patient with Mike Norvell, not caving to a rabid fan base, screaming for a change, and look where they are right now. Look at Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. Same thing with Chris Del Conte. You had Texas fans going wrong, hire, fire him. Where are they right now? If you had a message to Florida Gator fans about Billy Napier, what would it be when it comes to being patient?
1: Well, I think you said that really well. I think early this year, you know, Colorado starts off having a tear, and, People are like, oh, my goodness, now with the transfer portal and the right coach, maybe you can turn a thing around quickly. But I think even that has shown it's going to take time. So, the, really, the Florida State's a great example of that. You've got to build culture. You've got to get your guys in there. You've got to learn and grow yourself as a coach. And, uh, and you know, I think Coach Napier is an incredible leader. I think he's a great culture builder and a uh, fantastic recruiter. And so I think those things will bode well. You know, uh, this was a tough year. But honestly, this isn't far from what I expected this year. Um, to me, you know, next year will be a real important year, getting some more players in there and, and see what we do. So I'm, I'm really excited. I think patience is very important. You know, I blame Spurrier and Urban Meyer for ruining the patience, <laughs> virtue, and the Gator fan. But uh, hopefully we'll hang in there, and Navier will lead us to, to better pastures.
0: Yeah, patience. I don't know what this patience thing is that uh, you two are talking about. But fine, I guess I'll give it a go. Danny Warfel, 1996 Heisman Trophy winner, Florida Gator legend, joining us here on Amber and Ian. Since we're talking about Florida State, and I know you watch that team closely in the swamp on Saturday night. What do you make of the Seminoles this season? Because obviously they're undefeated, but some people are questioning the resume and whether even if they win out against Louisville, they'll make the college football playoffs. What are your thoughts there?
1: Well, I think uh you know there's a lot to say for that. The, the the X factor for Florida State was their quarterback was unbelievable and could make plays out of nothing which puts you in any game. Unfortunately, with the the terrible injury that he had, uh, it really takes a lot out of it. And you know no disrespect to Florida State, but you know they barely beat perhaps one of the worst Gator teams in a long time. So to To see them trying to fight to get into that Final Four spot, I think, is going to be a tough long shot. There's some other powerhouses, but honestly, I'm glad I'm not on the committee. Uh, It could could play out in a way where several people are really frustrated, but we'll see. Sometimes it has a way of working itself out in the last weekend to, to make sense, too. Hey, Danny, go
2: there, man. I mean, there are eight teams still alive. For the college football playoff, only four spots. I mean, and we're in championship weekend. We have never seen this before, even going back to the old BCS in 1998. How would you, as an elite college football player, how would you separate, you know, four, five, six, seven? I mean, I go through all eight of them. Is it quarterback play? Is it O-line, D-line, head-to-head? As a former player playing at an elite level, how would you separate, you know, any great team from another great team? that you believe is deserving of a, of a shot at, at the Natty?
1: Well, uh, first thing I'd say is, man, let's get a bigger playoff. So thankfully we're headed in that direction. Because I think that, that this is really proves why that's important. So we don't have to sit around on on uh, interviews and, and, and all the fan bases argue about this. You know, I also, you know, I really like the strength of schedule factor a lot more. I mean, I think you could schedule a season – to, uh, to really do your best to go undefeated, uh, or you could schedule a season to be the best football team you can be. And I think based on who you play really does matter. So I would uh, weigh in on strength of schedule uh, as I was looking at, you know, if I were rating these teams. Um, you know, I think conference championship is important, uh, but, you know, that, that doesn't always have to be the case. I, like I said earlier, I'm just glad I'm not, I'm not voting. Uh, but I, I think, you know, I think we'll for sure get a Georgia and a Michigan and then, then we'll see what happens after that.
2: So seven, do you, do you think it's most deserving or the four best? Because it it seems like in the past, the committee has gone for at times deserving, meaning uh, you're undefeated or whatever. And your conference champ, we're going to throw you in there, but you may not have been one of the four best teams. How do you, how do you view it? Is it most deserving or is it best for?
1: Well, I think you can always argue who's the best. Like, that's still, you know, what you do on the field supposedly does prove what you're the best. But to me, strength of schedule matters. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think a, a a one-loss team that's played a tremendously harder schedule than an undefeated team still could have a shot to sneak in before it. But if I were on a team whose team was undefeated, I'd be mad, too. So, uh, <laughs> like I said, let's get 12 teams in there, and then we'll all be happy.
0: I want to ask you about the state of college football generally in just a moment. But first, let's talk about your foundation, because the Warfel Foundation is a nonprofit whose mission is to inspire greater service and unity in our communities. You have the Warfel Trophy. I mentioned eight semifinalists this year, which is an award for community service. Tell us about these young men.
1: Man, I tell you, you know, we had over 100 nominees uh, for the trophy this year, and it's really main focus is community service so we're looking at their resume of things that they do in their community and it's hard to narrow it down but we've got eight tremendous uh young men that, that are that are really right in there um jakey bertrand matthew sendrick i want to name them because they all deserve to be named blake quorum jamie and franklin zach frazier lad mcconkey will shipley and Derek wingo um and so just really proud of all these guys, the things they've done in their communities around the country and even around the world is, is amazing. And usually, Amber, you know, you're, the, you're either the best player on the best team or you do something really stupid, and that's how you get noticed in college football. So we're doing our best to shine a light on the guys that are doing great work that you may not hear about. And to me, when you, when you hear and see what they do, it inspires all of us to be a little bit better.
0: It absolutely does. I vote for Derek Wingo, but that's a little biased on my part as a Gator. Danny Warfel joining us here on Amber and Ian. You mentioned expanded playoffs coming our way you also mentioned the transfer portal there's so many changes across college football I mean I remember even when you were there under Spurrier there was a lot of criticism of the Gators facility starting to fall behind they obviously just opened up a brand new football facility it is so state of the art but at the time that they're opening that up the world's changing with conference realignment with NIL it's hard for any of these programs to keep up with what do you make of the general state of college football right now in 2000
1: 2023? Well, you know, I'm super concerned when you look at sort of the combination of NIL and the transfer portal as it is and the way that it's set up to where it's almost these third-party groups that are kind of in charge of some of this NIL stuff for the colleges. I uh, uh, I understand why that's the way it is and why people are trying to, to, to make the most of the situation, but you know, name, image, and likeness is a really good concept, but when it really becomes part of a recruiting thing, that's not what it intended for. With Open Transfer Portal, that makes it even uh, a never-ending cycle of recruiting even your own players. So I would love to see something change there. I think that would be difficult, but I'll also say this, you know, as much as those things seem to, like, have a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, ick with it, Once the season started, it was still really fun to watch college football. The the joy of it, the the passion was still all there. So I'm still really high on the game. Love watching my Gators. Hope they'll uh, fine-tune some of that stuff a little bit and uh, keep this, this great game growing.
2: I just have to remind you that Amber was terrified to take a picture with you going back to the Tennessee game. (laughs) So I'm finally, I'm I'm glad we got that over with. Or she kind of kept looking over her shoulder at you, right? Like, hey, seven, no,
0: no, wait, thanks for calling me out again, there, Ian. I appreciate it. You know, it's funny because in this business, they always ask you like, who are the big celebrities that you've met? And I don't get starstruck often. Danny Warfel was like a god to me when I was growing up. As a Gators fan. So a little starstruck. It doesn't happen often to me, but Danny Warfel does it as a Gator.
1: That's so sweet. There's still one left. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Danny, thanks for your time, man. We appreciate it. Again, patience with Billy Napier for our Gator Nation. That dude is going to get it right, I promise you.
1: <laughs> I I agree. I, I really think uh, I'm really pulling for him. I like him. I think also what he's doing to just really build young men is unparalleled. Um, I think that's an important piece. He's doing that as well as any head coach I've seen. So I'm really pulling for him. Uh, Hopefully we'll get get some momentum next year, and that fourth year will be a special one in my opinion.
0: Thanks, Danny. Go Gators.
1: Go Gators. Take care.
0: Samsung is awesome. This Saturday, get game time ready with the Samsung bespoke four-door flex refrigerator with Family Hub Plus from the Home Depot. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we nearly had chaos in college football on Saturday. We've got to get into the college slate. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. Near chaos. We almost got chaos in college football. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive com. A lot to unpack here from Rivalry. 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 I <laughs> struggle year. with that one. Every year. Yeah, week it gets thirteen you. of every every year it gets me. Week thirteen of All college of football. Lot a lot is. to unpack. Uh I mean, where do you even want to start with this thing? Because there's a college football playoff rankings. We could talk about what we think that those things are going to look like tomorrow. Obviously, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Florida State. I mean, the list goes on and on. Washington, Washington State, this right. week in college football delivered.
2: couple of things. One, let's start with Ohio State, Michigan. Okay. Think about this, Amber. And I have not heard enough people to mention this. If Michigan wins the Big Ten Championship, which, which you all expect them to do, they're a 22-point favorite against Iowa. You know what the total is in that game?
0: I I, I don't know. I mean, it's all Michigan because I assume that they don't think Iowa's scoring
2: much. Take a guess.
0: Take a guess. <laughs> Michigan scoring 45 points.
2: Michigan's favored by 22. Mm-hmm. The total on the game over-under is 35.5. half. Yep. <laughs> So wow they're, they're basically saying michigan 30 michigan to nothing right yeah I
0: mean? it's unbelievable. exactly like i predicted wow that, that, is, that is insane
2: crazy. but let's start there if michigan wins the big 10 championship which we all expect them to do
0: right
2: half their wins have come without jim harbaugh as their head coach first three last last four have all come without him being the head coach
0: it's, why, it's one of the reasons, by the way, why it was such a joke when it's they're crazy. going after the TRO from a legal perspective. I'm like, I mean, how are they going to argue a reparable harm when, when there ain't no ever. harm? They clearly have zero problem winning without Harbaugh. They have showed it earlier in the season, and now they've showed it late in the season as well.
2: Sheryl Moore is, has now put himself in a position to be a coveted head coach, and he will be a head coach somewhere, maybe at Michigan. When, if Harbaugh leaves, depending on if there are sanctions, if there aren't, who knows? But he's been absolutely outstanding, and I give full credit and a tip of the cap to Michigan and, and Ohio State. And any Ohio State fan saying Ryan Day should be fired, you are a football fool. Well, Shut I, the hell up! It's Michigan one of fans were saying the same thing. Yeah, Michigan fans are saying the same thing about Jim Harbaugh. Florida State fans are saying the same thing about Mike Norvell. Texas fans were saying the same thing about Steve Sarkeesian. Patience is a virtue that has been lost in college football coaching. And but it's I promise worse. It's you,
0: worse than those other ones you mentioned. Because at it least there were down yeah. like at least you know, at FSU it's like, okay, yeah, you, you go from Bowden, and then it's okay, underperforming under Jimbo, underperforming under Jimbo, right? Well Jimbo even a natty. Yeah. Well,
2: still. and then he
0: wins he wins right. a natty and, went downhill. At, and then yeah. and then he goes downhill. And so it's years that they're getting frustrated. And then he obviously chooses to leave and then, you know, the patients after that with the predecessors. The thing is, with those programs, is at least you can point to years, plural. Like, years, plural. All you can point to here with Ryan Day is Michigan.
2: (laughs) That's what it is.
0: The problem is a game. It's a game. Get a grip. It's not years of mediocrity. It's a game. They didn't miss a beat after the Urban Meyer era. These Ohio State fans, they don't even know. They're so spoiled. It drives me nuts as a Florida Gators fan, right? Because we've never, I mean, never been able to find our footing since our Urban Meyer era. It tanked our entire program for a decade and a half, and we still can't get it together. And, and patience certainly not a virtue in the SEC, but I, st- I really don't understand it from Ohio I, State I fans. Get
2: I'm with you. But having served in that mock playoff committee twice, let me tell you something. The committee, they were so close to having their job be so much easier, Amber. Washington State almost did them a huge favor.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Auburn almost did them a huge favor. Your Florida Gators in the game that I had with, you know, with, with Kesty and Kelly Stauffer and, with Herb Street, Fowler, and Holly Rowe, they almost did them a huge favor, but didn't. You've got eight teams still legitimately alive going into championship weekend. We've never seen this before. Forget even the college football playoff era. I'm going back to 1998 with the BCS when that started. We have never seen this many teams with a legit claim to be in the college football playoff or to be contending for a national championship. And that's why we keep – I say it every year, chaos is a-coming. But, Amber, it's it's come close, right? But it hasn't hit yet. We almost saw it last on on Saturday, but it didn't happen. So now – I can't imagine what it's going to be like on Saturday. Let's, let's start on Friday, right, where the game that we'll have on ESPN Radio with Kesty and Kelly and myself, Oregon, number six, Oregon, against number four, Washington, at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Do you know what the number is on this game? On I do On ESPN don't. bet?
0: Washington, obviously, the undefeated team. However, I, I'm imagining Oregon's favorite in this one, minus three. I'm just guessing.
2: Oregon by nine.
0: What? Against nine. an
2: undefeated? Nine. Wow. Rachel just spit up her dinner. Disrespect. I, mean, her AP, I mean, she's like spitting out carrots right now. Nine. Oregon by nine.
0: Wow. I, I mean, that's disrespectful, right? It, it, two Heisman candidates, right? Not just one on Oregon at the quarterback position. One on Washington as well, although he didn't look as good against Washington State. That is, yeah, that is some disrespect there to Washington. I don't totally agree with you. And I know you want to run through the Saturday games coming up on championship week. And I don't totally agree with you though, that the committee still isn't in an excellent position. Cause as long as there's four undefeated at the end, I think it's easy. So right now,
2: I, I think it's
0: easy because I think uh, I think the committee, you do what's easiest, right? You don't mess around no. with Florida no. State strength, the no. schedule, with the LSU win, really a good win no. in hindsight. You don't mess around with it. You no. just put in the end under- of Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, bada bing, nope. bada boom.
2: It's not about most is- deserving. It's about best
0: Well, but I think that you can make the argument on both sides, obviously, for the undefeated. I think the problem they're going to run into is that I'm not sure there's going to be four undefeated, and then chaos will ensue in that Washington-Oregon matchup might be the killer for them.
2: Yeah, I I could not disagree with you more on on the undefeated thing. That's that's the easy, lazy way out if if you're on that committee. it's about You have an obligation to find the four best teams, not the four most deserving teams. There is a tremendous difference. So
0: I think that uh, all takes care of itself next year. So if you're the committee, you also don't have to worry about that so much either, right? Because you know you, you know you're no, going to get more you, teams in next year, you got an obligation so you're not so worried. This, like this year. year, you have an Just, obligation
2: this year to these players and these coaches you, uh, and the blood, mean, sweat, can't. and tears they, that went into it to get it they, right.
0: If they keep out an undefeated. From a power five, an undefe like an undefeated wins the ACC from a power five, and they're not putting that team in. They're going to put in a one loss team over FSU. That's chaos.
2: I'm I'm just telling you, you know, it's, in the it's, wrong. And they ask you this: Who's the better team, Florida State or Alabama?
0: I if I, 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 Georgia, Alabama loses Georgia,
2: ugly. if Bama beats Georgia, you're going to keep Georgia and Bama out.
0: If Bama beats Georgia, which if you're the committee, you're rooting for Georgia to win so you don't have to deal with this scenario, no, you can make the argument that Georgia still gets in. I don't like the Bama conversation. I don't think they looked that strong against Auburn.
1: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
0: It's not often that Ian and I are arguing all break over something.
2: And <laughs> We just were. Joe
0: and I. That used to happen all the time on huh? Joe and Amber. You and I don't tend to spend the break arguing. But man, do we disagree about the it's, college football playoff committee right now.
2: Here's, here's the thing, and I, I promise you, here on Amber and Ian with Amber Wilson, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons, you're on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM XM Channel 80, And you can join us on this conversation, 888 say espn We'll get to big deal, not big deal in a moment. But if Alabama beats Georgia and Texas beats Oklahoma State, that is the committee's worst case scenario, and they better have an open bar with the greatest, finest booze known to mankind. I'm talking Don Julio, 1942. No bottom shelf. We're going premier liquors, right? Because you have
0: them as a wine and cheese kind of crowd. This, <laughs> this is, college this football is, playoff committee. <laughs> I think this, you're right.
2: <laughs> this code is shots. Forget wine. Forget the cheese. Go to the hard stuff because you're going to need it. If Bama beats Georgia, there's zero chance that the SEC champ, who just took down the two-time defending champ, is going to be left out. And if it's I a close game... It. How do you not see that, Amber? I, could, I could
0: see. I could see a world where Bama because I think Bama played Auburn too close. I don't think Bama looked that great. Obviously, they have the loss to Texas. So yes, if they go in there and they dominate Georgia, then I agree if with they you beat by Georgia. The SEC. They dominate, but if win they the game. skate by Georgia and Oregon goes out and That's they the it, it demolish Washington, right? Or it, you have. So you'd have a one-loss Oregon team. You have Texas with a loss. You have Ohio State with a one-loss team in this scenario. There's other one-losses to consider.
2: You would keep Alabama, who just beat the committee's number one team, you would keep them out of the playoff over Florida State, Oh, and you would keep you, you, you Well, would keep.
0: over an undefeated Florida State, I would absolutely put in an undefeated Florida State ahead so of a most defeated Alabama over team. best,
2: and the committee's job is best for. Not I think most you can deserving. make the
0: argument for both. I Alabama, uh, yes. Florida State's resume, but you can only play who's on your schedule. And they have beat everybody who is on that schedule. Okay. So they can only play who's in front of them. And in this scenario, if they beat Louisville, they will have beat everybody. This is me saying this is a Florida fan. I don't want Florida State in. I hate Florida State with every cell in my body, but they are deserving. And deserving doesn't matter. The best, the best team out of all matter. of their matchups, and the best team out of all of their deserving matchups,
2: does. They not are not matter. responsible
0: for the ACC having a down year. They cannot control uh, that. Uh, all you can do is Amber, beat the teams in front of you, and that's something Alabama failed to do.
2: Amber, deserving is not a part of this conversation. It's you don't the get to trip and fall against best,
0: Texas and get in.
2: It's the four best teams in college football, unfeeded. and if Alabama has beaten a top twenty team on on, on their docket in, in Ole Miss and Tennessee by the committee's rankings, right? And LSU and now you're going to go – that's four top 20 wins. FSU, Give me four top well. 20 wins if – if if again, it's an if. There Alabama weren't beats. four on Florida State schedule.
0: Like if they beat the but top 20 but, who they needed to beat. Sorry to hear
2: about it. It's not about deserving. It's about best. And but if Alabama Al- beats the number one team in the country and puts that in their holster along with three other top 25 wins, I'm sorry. It's it, It's not about deserving – The committee has a job to do, they put the best four teams in. And there's no way if Bama beats number one Georgia and has four top 25 wins, including a win over number one, the the committee cannot leave them out. They won't leave them out. Then what do you do with Georgia? And then if Texas beats Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game, Texas beat Alabama. And I've served in that mock committee twice. And head-to-head, strength of schedule and conference championships are weighed heavily. How do you keep Texas out if Bama beats Georgia? I mean, it's going the committee's worst scenario is if Bama beats Georgia and Texas beats Oklahoma State. Holy hell, it's going to be chaos.
0: This is like the argument I was making for years about Ohio State, but it falls on deaf ears when the team is undefeated. For years, Ohio State had an easy schedule compared to everybody else and all these one-loss teams, right? However, it didn't matter because they were undefeated, and that's really the goal here. So if I'm saying... Florida State and Alabama, and Florida State is undefeated in this scenario, then yes, Alabama is not the best team when they lost to the seventh ranked team, when they have a loss on their schedule. They're not the best team. Whereas Florida State would have taken care of business against everybody that you put in front of them. And they can't really help who's in front of them. But again, they did take care of business against everybody in that scenario. I think the more interesting caveat, though, is do you put in Georgia or Alabama, right? Like that's where it starts getting really confusing. Because I do think with an undefeated, it's a little easier. But with with one loss teams, then then it gets real confusing.
2: Florida State's got two wins over in the committee's eyes top twenty five teams. Bama would have if they beat Georgia four. Georgia has also already beaten Missouri, who is a top twenty five team in the committee's eyes. Ole Miss at the time was the number ten nine team in the committee's eyes, and still a top fifteen team. I mean it's in Tennessee. They've got three top twenty five wins. Florida State. Doesn't,
0: Florida State's two
2: yeah so you, you, you but in and the
0: committee's and eyes, georgia will have had a loss in this scenario and alabama it, will have had a loss in this scenario and florida state won't have had any losses so all ma- you're looking at let me ask in that you scenario. this amber let me ask you this scenario
2: right now if i put georgia and florida state on the football field and it's and i say pick it who are you taking i'm
0: taking georgia over florida State.
2: better team florida state's out i don't alabama, feel like alabama is that on much the better iron Florida State, Alabama. I don't think
0: Alabama is as great as that. As, I, I don't, it, to me, if, what I think is interesting is if Alabama beat Georgia, I still would feel like Georgia is the better team. Unless Alabama like, goes out and crushes Georgia. Then that's a different conversation. How can you, See, if Alabama, say beats, Alabama them, how beats how can you say
2: Georgia's a better team?
0: Say Alabama skates by. Last second field goal beats Georgia. Really close, hard-fought game. Obviously, SEC football, any given Saturday. Georgia would still be the better team. Do you, so you think Alabama is the best team in the country? With no, how they just played against Auburn, is, a six-win Auburn team. Right,
2: right now, I think Alabama is playing as well as anybody in college football. What? Yes. Absolutely. No, they, I, Michigan. I think Alabama Michigan is
0: playing as well as anybody else in college football. Not Alabama.
2: I think, I think Michigan is the best team in the country. I've said that for weeks.
0: That's fine with me. I have I no mean, problem
2: I, with that. I have every NFL scout I talked to, I talked to the same four every week for every game. They're going to have, if everybody declares that they expect to, They're going to have 20 players drafted, 20. The record is 15 set by Georgia in 2022. Michigan and Zach Zinner going out at Hurts. I mean, he is a – man, that's an anchor and a leader and an All-American at right guard. I mean, that is a big, big loss. But every NFL scout I talked to also told me that they're going to have seven offensive linemen drafted. Hell, you only start five, right? I mean, that's how deep that team is. But I think Michigan, Georgia Mm – Alabama is right there as far as the way they're playing ball right now. And let me ask you this. If Florida State and Alabama squared off right now, tomorrow, who would you take? You had to put every penny you have in your bank account on one side. Well, that's a only- game. Who are you that's taking? Only
0: Right. Well, okay. But I'm not betting against Nick Saban, but that's only because I've seen Nick Saban do it, and I haven't yet seen Mike Norvell do it, in fairness, to Florida State. I don't think Bama is that much Jordan better. Jordan Travis really not don't. being
2: there is a factor, and the committee weighs that. That's
0: right. And, and, and Rotamaker did not look great against Florida for a first half. And so that Jaylen is a Milrow concern. Jalen
2: found a way to get it not, done.
0: Right, but you should not be punishing. That's fine. But he also like screaming for the Heisman after it. Like, bro, you just beat Auburn and you barely beat them. You had a ninety like nine percent chance of losing, in, in until that last pass, whatever it was. Statistically, get out of town. It's you struggled point against
2: point one percent, point one percent. Point yeah, one. yeah oh, no, of one, one of winning.
0: Right, they had a one yeah. point one percent chance of winning that game, and and he and. And then Milrose out there, give me my Heisman, give me my Heisman. I, no, no,
2: hey, look, I'm pretty sure way, the Heisman's coming from Jayden the Oregon Daniels, Washington. Jaden Daniels by. is your guy. Jaden Daniels right now, the quarterback at LSU, is the best, is, is the most or, deserving, yeah, and best player in college football. And we, it's not like we haven't seen. For all you old Heisman winners, they're like, well, you can't have a three loss quarterback. You know, we not. You, you look RG three, three losses, Heisman. Lamar Jackson, three losses, Heisman. Jaden Daniels, three losses. That man is the one. He is, he, 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 to me, I don't care what Bo Nix does. I don't care what Michael Penix Jr. does on Friday night. And they are both deserving and they will be out there, you know, in New York as Heisman finalists. But Jaden Daniels right now, to me, he's he's the one that is has earned the Heisman trophy. I just said that. They, they're getting the invite.
0: Right, but not. But you're giving Jane, it to Jane Daniels, Daniels
2: right now is your is is my Heisman Trophy and it's winner.
0: and it's Penix, it's Nix, and Daniels. Yep. In your in that's your it. Heisman scenario, absolutely. I, I mean, I I don't disagree with you, frankly. I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see that at all. I actually think Penix. And that's is not a shot, shot at Nix and Penix right Jr.
2: They have been sensational, and to get that invite to New York is remarkable, and it's it's so cherished and 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 honorable. And they have earned it. But Jaden Daniels, without him, LSU might be a five or six win football team.
0: I think Bo Nix gets it because I think also Oregon goes out and beats Washington and makes the statement. So then maybe you get your signature Heisman moment from that. I just don't think LSU can get it.
2: He doesn't have with the stage this weekend, LSU which is a is. good point. But yeah. I still think, even without the stage, uh, he has earned the Heisman trophy. But going back to the college football committee, Look, they almost got a lot of help, with the Washington State, Auburn, and Florida, they didn't, and I'm telling you, I promise you, having served in that thing twice, there is the, their worst scenario is if Bama beats Georgia and Texas beats Oklahoma State, it's going to be holy hell in that room. I promise you.
0: Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, story time with Ian Fitzsimmons, one of our favorite segments, plus... Where in the world was I over the holiday weekend? All of that next here on ESPN Radio. <laughs> not with me. And hit wonders was the music theme on tonight's show. Thanks to AP Rachel Robinson. Ian figured it out. I did not. I cannot take credit for figuring <laughs> out the game idiot. on tonight's not show. It out. <laughs> and you figured it out. So what's that say about me? Find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Let's get into some story time with Ian Fitzsimmons.
2: It's story time with Ian Fitzsimmons.
0: Ian was at the Florida, Florida state game.
2: That'd be Florida On state, Saturday. Florida. That Day would be one. Florida state, Florida. Yep. Thank you. Yes. It was, it was
0: in the swamp. It was, yep. 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 And Florida state won. Uh,
2: well, first of all, Thanks. three, three straight games will rain. Can, and so I am, I'm happy to be going to the PAC 12 championship game and then the ACC ACC, uh, after a red-eye from Vegas, is going to be clear skies in Charlotte. At least it looks like that way now. Allegiant Dome, after three straight weeks with a little bit of rain and a monsoon mixed in. Uh, I, I'm excited to be in a dome, finally. And in, in a grass field, by the way, in a dome at Allegiant mm-hmm. Stadium. But let's go to, to your Gators in the Swamp. Hmm. One, first of all, if you've ever been to, or you haven't been to Spurrier's Restaurant. Now, look, I I, I never, I rarely buy a steak on the road. I didn't there. But the corn souffle was outstanding. The shrimp was remarkable. I mean, really good. And Kesty, Mark Kesticher, a play-by-play man, had like this lemon-something ravioli. And Hmm. I had a bite. Damn. So highly recommend for brunch before a game, Spurrier's. I would never buy a steak. But everything else was pretty damn tasty. Now
0: That's the on- Texan in you, by the way, speaking. The the, the I would never buy a steak there. You know, well, mine's better. I feel like you live in Texas, so yeah, you're you're gonna be uppity yeah. about your steaks. So. Yeah, I,
2: mean, I, I do you know, crack black pepper, uh sea salt, peanut oil, and let's go. In an ironclad skillet. I don't even put it on a grill. I mean it goes in the skillet in the oven, you let it rest for about thirty minutes, fire that skillet. bad boy back up again. It's I mean, Pittsburgh style, blackened on the outside, medium rare on the end. It's a tack. Let's get it, man. Anyway, there we go. (laughs) So I had a chance to talk to a guy who was just honored and going into the College Football Hall of Fame. Happened to wear a number 15 at Florida. Amber Wilson was supposed to be on the sideline with me, but the Thanksgiving holidays got in her way, and she missed out on uh, running into and having a long conversation with a guy named Tim Tebow. And my last question to him, was if Florida were to win and beat Florida State, what would it mean for the program? And also, what do you think of Napier? The dude had me ready to put Pat up and go and try and and hit somebody at the age of 51. Here's that last answer from Tebow.
1: It's a big win. Rivalry games always mean just a a little bit more. And I'll talk to a few of the guys, and I said, you know what? It hasn't necessarily been a great year for Gator football. But for three hours tonight, it can be a great game. You can harness greatness tonight, but the question is, are you really willing to fix your eyes, surrender your heart, and bloody your knuckles? For three hours, can you do that over and over and over again? Because they have the talent. We've seen it at times this year. This has the talent to be a really good team. They still need a lot more depth. But to have the opportunity to knock off a, a top five undefeated team is special.
2: He continued He's on. I mean, He's it, the
0: best.
2: It was to the point where Kelly Stoffer, our play-by-play guy, former first-round draft pick, a quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, said, I haven't spun a football in 20 years. Tebow has me ready to go pad up. I yep. mean, that dude, he is just different. His motivation. And, oh. I mean, that
0: was his greatness. That's why he was so great. And, yes, you saw some of the physical shortcomings once he got to the league. But his greatness was that will to win and the motivation. I think that's the whole preacher's Can son thing. Can bloody your Tim, knuckles that, for yeah. three
2: hours I over mean, just, and just over born again.
0: to motivate people. I that mean, guy, just, he really, I have right behind me. Uh, on my office wall, I have a plaque with the I'm promised speech from Tim Tebow. Where he Miss says, loss. I promise you after the Ole Miss loss, where he said he came out. He said, I promise you, you will never see a player in the country play harder than I am going to play the rest of the season. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. They go on to win a natty that season. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line, triple eight, say ESPN. So, yes, Tebow motivation is on my wall for life.
2: Yeah, and just a great guy. It was it was a remarkable night in the swamp. And I, I implore every Gator fan, give Napier time. Like Florida State and, and their athletic director, Michael Offer, did with Mike Norvell. And with Chris Del Conte, the AD at Texas, did with Steve Sarkeesian. Patience is a lost virtue. That's something I also learned on that trip down you know, to, to Gainesville, where Mike Norvell – was telling me the AD of Florida State goes yeah yeah I have big money boosters wanting me to fire you know Norvell and Mike Alford told me no uh-uh. I-, I see what he's doing look at the recruiting classes and everything else and he's using the portal for pieces you know not for prizes there's a difference and I thought that was a great way to put it and you see now you know an undefeated Florida State team you see Steve Sarkeesian with the Texas Longhorns also in a college football playoff hunt and in the Big 12 title game be patient with Billy Napier at Florida. He is building something there, I promise you. And Tim Tebow is one of those guys that is seeing it, and he knows the game a hell of a lot better than I do, and he believes in it. So Spurriers for lunch, hit it, don't do the steak, get everything else. And then just being on that field in a rivalry game I've never called that game before, it was absolutely electric, and that is what's magical about college football, when you get to experience something like that. And it's just it's just different. Well, I've done Iron Bowls. I, you know, I've never done an Army-Navy game. I've done a million Ohio State-Michigan games. I mean, Utah-BYU is an, is an underrated sports hatred robbery in college football. I've done Bedlam. I've done Oklahoma-Texas. I've never done Florida State-Florida. And that was an absolute privilege to be on that field to watch a remarkable game between two teams that respect one another but damn sure hate one another. And it was awesome
0: you should have seen it when both teams were great and that's why it's hard for Gators fans to be patient because we are used to that greatness or we got somewhat used to that greatness certainly and get, it's he been he so many years but that's what I heard about Muschamp and that's what I heard about McElwain, and that's what I heard about Mullen right and and so if you're a Gators fan it's coach after coach after coach and none of them come close to recreating the magic of the years under urban Meyer or the magic of the years under Steve Spurrier. Now I remember the Zucker years. I remember all the hardship in between as well. And so I know one thing with Billy Napier and I, I'm not one advocating for firing him right now. I'm just letting you know why, why Gators fans have a hard time being patient because we've seen it right time and time again at this point. And so it's hard to keep your patience over all of these staff turnovers, but he's got something like a $34 million buyout. Ain't no chance that we're paying that. He's, he's staying. You know That contract is ugly. When he's staying. And, and, and he's got a good recruiting class ooh, finally. And that's what I always say. Even when I'm on, you know, I've been on some Gators shows um, and some sports radio in Gainesville and whatnot. And I always say, like, the thing about Billy Napier is at least he's proven at this point that he can recruit. And that's the majority of the game in college ball. Recruit, navigate the transfer portal in this day and age. I don't know about the play calling. Really wish he would get an OC. Just let somebody else call. Or a
2: special teams coordinator. I know one.
0: There you go. You know one. Uh, Ian Fitzsimmons' (laughs) brother. Currently with the Carolina Panthers. But uh, we know what that situation's like in Carolina. Come on down to Gainesville. Coach Fitz, we would love to have you. (laughs) I'm going to advocate for that because I feel like I'd get Better access to Gators games too somehow oh, here like we through go. you, here you know, I, 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 backdoor that, that puppy <laughs> into the field access for every game somehow from, uh, being the co-host of the brother that I like this plan. We're going to implement this plan down for Florida.